Hello and welcome to Comic Case Superheroes. I am your host, Casey, and today we are talking about The Titans, an HBO TV series that started in 2018. We're going to review, discuss the seasons, what's been going on with season three, and the characterization. Let's get going on episode two, Titans Together, Titans Forever. Thank you and welcome to Comic Case Superheroes. I am your host, Casey. And in this podcast, we talk about superheroes reviewing and discussing from the TV series, the movies, and the video games. This is also including fan dub. Sorry for the quick interruption, uh, but I am interrupting this uh, podcast to uh, make a shout out to a friend of mine uh, right now, his daughter has been in the hospital last week for Lyme disease and I'm just giving a shout out to him to show, tell him that I am thinking about his daughter and his family and hoping that they are okay. Thank you for listening and hope I and uh, enjoy. Now like I said we are talking about episode 2 is our podcast of Titans Together, Titans Forever. It is a TV series on HBO that started in 2018. The show is based on the Teen Titans, so a lot of people do mix those the titles up a lot. Following a ragtag group of young individuals, Dick Grayson, Rachel Roth, Corey Anders, and Carr Logan, as they journey to stop a crazy weird cult that wants to release the evil villain Trigon. Now, this series is based on a 1964 comic book series where the tie where the sidekicks of batman aquaman wonder woman and the flash decided that they are done putting up with the shenanigans of their mentors and decided to team up and live together and fight together in titan's tower over the years the comic book has been canceled and relaunched with more adding to the roster of sidekicks like speedy and superboy and then others like hawk dove and Julia Dent. Isn't that Harvey's daughter? No. Well, with 2003, a Cartoon Network basically redid this, relaunched the series where the team up of Robin, the only sidekick of the group, Cyborg, a half man, half robot, Starfire, an alien prisoner, Raven, the daughter of Trigon, and Beast Boy, the youngest member of Doom Patrol, decides that they are going to work together and team up to fight villains as the Teen Titans. The series did so well that originally it was supposed to be for four seasons, but instead they decided to go with five seasons and they did a movie. All right. Then it was followed by Teen Titans Go, which is a more comedy style where there's a lot more joking, a lot more funny skits evolved around the Titans themselves, and the Titans are more chibi looking. Now in 2010, a TV series that launches this type of story again, where it's more closer to the Teen Titans, where they replace Wonder Girl with Superboy, called Young Justice. The series takes place with actually adding another member of the sidekick roster, Speedy, going to join the Justice League. Turns out they ain't joining the Justice League, it's just for show, and they get angry about it because they're being treated as kids, while uh, worse, they're being treated as sidekicks. So they decide to help out by going to Cadmus because it's on fire, where they meet up and find a clone of Superman, Superboy. 
after defeating Blockbuster, that the Justice League finally pops up, and they are a little upset, but at the same time, they are trying to figure out what's going on. There's more to the story of Cadmus than what meets the eye. I love how Superboy says, either you jump on board, or you get out of the way. With this, Batman decides to create a special group of youngsters that team up for more Black Ops and missions than the average Justice League does. And they call themselves the Young Justice. By replacing Air Speedy because he decided he wasn't going to be part of it with Artemis. And then bringing in Martian Manhunter's niece, Miss Martian. This ragtag team run does really good, by the way. Their symmetry is very fun. And they have Kid Flash. Alright, it's my day. Now there are some animated movies out there with Teen Titans versus the Justice League. Where Trigon was the main villain. And they are introducing the Teen Titans. Where Starfire is actually a leader. Nightwing is already Nightwing, and Robin is Damian Wayne. This is also changes a little bit of the rosters, where Blue Beetle is part of the crew instead. Ah, okay, that makes sense. Then also there is a Judas Contract. Based off of the comic book series of Teen Titans, the Judas Contract, it brings in Terra as part of the Justice League. As they're trying to discover and defeat Hive and figure out what Brother Blood's up to. This is also introduces, reintroduces Deathstroke, because he was in the Son of Batman, where he they find out he's alive and well, and he's actually hired by the Hive to capture all the Titans for Brother Blood. This also keeps up with the story of the Judas Contract, where Terra is the Judas Iscariot member. This is also part of the new 52 phase that was being that was worked on during the DC DC animated cinematic universe. So it's more has a more of adult rating because there's a little more graphical and some language. Recap. Now we are going to recap the seasons. Unfortunately, season three is only six episodes in, so there's going to be a little bit of information on that, and it's going to be a big spoiler alert. Now with season one, Dick Grayson, aka the Robin, is a detective in Detroit. As he moonlights as Robin to beat up the criminals, he gets an interesting visitor, Rachel Roth who's been requesting Dick the entire time because she is accused of killing her parent mother, which was actually killed by a cult member who was hunting Rachel down. Unfortunately, she sounds so stalkerish that talking about dreams, visions, and being connected, that Dick decides that she's going to ignore her. Unfortunately, while he was heading home, he is attacked by a cult member and decides that there is something bigger going on and he needs to investigate. Now, while he is aiding her, he meets up with Coriander's, the Starfire, and Gar Logan, Beast Boy, with the guest appearance, which made my day, the Doom Patrol for Beast Boy, which they also branched off in their own TV series. They encounter many dangers, including the nuclear family, the brainwashed group uh, members that are given drugs to enhance their physical powers. Unfortunately, they do after Dick reveals himself as Robin and beats them, they unfortunately have their heads blown off, not by any member of the team. Now, trying to figure out what's really going on, they return to San Francisco for a base of hideout at the abandoned Titans Tower. Now, this is where Dick meets up with Jason Todd, his new replacement as Robin for Batman. Also finds out that Batman lets Jason drive the Batmobile, which Dick never got to do. That makes me sad. Favoritism, Bruce. Favoritism, Batman. Now, at the same time, at, during throughout the series, they meet up with Hawk and Dove, including where they act, where Dove actually gets injured and Hawk is 
Turns out they find out Hawk is a drug addict trying to use these steroids slash painkillers to keep him moving around with all his body, where his body's been beaten. Uh, they also meet up with a close friend of Dick's, Donna Troy, aka Wonder Girl. As they get caught up with the whole cult situation while they while they find out he's trying to release Rachel's father, Trigon, they decide to go rescue Rachel's mother, who's in a, a factor a facility. During this time, they are tortured and revealed their darker secrets, which makes Dick burn the suit and give up being Robin, and then also the facility getting blown up by Starfire. Unfortunately for them, the discovery that the mother is actually part of the cult. They release Trigon, and every hero in Season 1 that tries to stop Trigon is thrown in a dreamlike state where they get to get to fulfill their darkest desire, where Dick beats Batman to death. Ray Donna Troy kills the murderer of her father, so on and so forth, which makes them part of Trigon's minions. Basically, they succumb to their deadly sins. The only thing that happens that was that was a big cliffhanger on this, besides the episode itself, the final episode, was Gar was supposedly killed. It's the end of the world as we know it. I'm just kidding, because in season two it goes off of that cliffhanger where Gar actually was able to transform into a snake in the last second to survive. He helps Rachel get out of the mind control state that she was in, and she helps Dick also get released from that mind control. But instead of helping the others, she goes after Trigon, realizing what she can do. After Trigon is defeated and everyone is broken from the trance of the Deadly Sin situation, news reporters start coming in and reviewing the news that there was a great catastrophe that was thwarted by young superheroes. At the same time, Robin pops in yelling, Titans are back, baby! Grabbed by the neck by Hawk, who's not in his costume at the moment. And Dick, real at that time, Dick also realizes that he's been blaming Bruce for everything, and it was very unjustified. Then also realizes it's time to relaunch Titans. Now, at the same time, through the television broadcasting news, Slade Wilson, aka the Deathstroke, sees this, is angry enough to get unretired and find his handler to go back to San Francisco to deal with the Titans. Enough so he also drags Arthur Light. What? That's just a mic. Uh, fine, whatever. Okay, he's actually Dr. Arthur Light, a.k.a. Dr. Light. And eventually near the end of the series, he is killed because he wants to run away because the Titans are much better than him. At this time, while the old Titans besides Donna Troy and the new Titans besides Starfire go and train at Titans Tower, they are introduced to Superboy and Crypto. At the same time, they rescue and bring into Titans Tower Rose Wilson, the Ravager. Later on, after the abduction of Jason and almost the death of Jason, Dick reveals to Jason that the reason why the Titans was disbanded was his fault because after the death of Aqualad, Garth, from the hands of Deathstroke, Dick and the crew decided to go all Batman and bring in as bait Jericho, one of the children of Slade Wilson, who has not only Slade Wilson's capabilities of super strength and that from the serum because he was born after the ser serum was injected into Slade, he also has the capability is after eye contact, he can take over somebody's body. Now he explains that, at, that Jericho was conflicted because he wanted to be 
wanted it to be with his dad, but also with his new friends, the Titans, telling him that Slade was a bad guy. He wanted to be a hero. At the last second, he sacrifices himself to save Robin, or aka Dick Grayson, and Dick's been beating himself up ever since then. Now, because of Deathstroke doing all these things, Dick is thrown in prison eventually. While this is happening, Cadmus with Marcy, Lex's right-hand woman, kidnaps Superboy and gets a hold of Beast Boy. Mind controls him and is getting ready to do a demonstration to sell Superboy as a weapon to the highest bidder. Dick finding out later on that Jericho is actually still alive because of his capability of trying to take over somebody with somebody's body. His soul is now trapped in Slade Wilson's mind. He gets out of prison, meets up with a guy who builds shoes and bakes pies. Pie. Well, that's actually a cover-up uh, because under his building is a facility factory that builds superhero suits for Batman and his sidekicks or crew members. This is where Robin got his suit originally, and he was very mad that he was it was burned. But by forgiving J Dick Grayson, he introduces Dick to a brand new black and blue slick suit, which makes Dick Grayson become the Nightwing. As Deathstroke tries to kill... The girls, while they're trying to go and rescue Beast Boy and Superboy, they are he they are rescued by Dick Grayson in his Nightwing suit with a great choreographed battle showing off Dick Grayson's acrobatic skills and then him using the Espa sticks, aka nightsticks with the taser's end. The battle ends with Rose revealing she is the Judas of the group, but also reveals that she switched sides because she knows that Jericho is enslaved kills him, and lets Jericho basically join together with her in one body. Two souls, one body. Interesting concept. With a heartwarming reunion, uh, Dick and the rest of the crew goes and rescues Beast Boy and Superboy. With Rachel's help breaking them out of the mind control, they've successfully beat up Cadmus. This is also where Bruce Wayne introduced and shows his computer skills while drinking tea, hacking the system, and break and destroying Cadmus's bidding war. Sad note on this near the end of it. Donna Troy sacrifices herself by saving the civilians and Dove by grabbing a electrified scaffold, killing her in the process. Now, as they bring Donna's body to Themyscira, Rachel goes with them, believing she can save her. At the same time, Jason is so messed up, he leaves the Titans. Because he does, he's so much afraid he thinks he's a liability. Now with a heartwarming ending with them eating at a table with Bruce. Then finding out that there's danger and dresses up in their outfits. And goes and rest, does their superhero thing. That ends season two with a new season three. Like I said, there is spoilers in here if you have not seen it. And there's only six episodes at this moment. We get to be introduced to the famous comic book series, Death in the family where Jason Todd decides he is going to investigate and get Joker as Batman is away. And unfortunately, Jason is killed by the Joker instead with a crowbar. Throughout the news, it's it, throughout the sad news that one security officer and the Robin is killed by the Joker, and, but Joker was captured and thrown in Arkham. Dick decides he is going to go and see how Bruce is doing while attending the funeral. Unfortunately, Bruce has already had the funeral pass and buried Jason in the dirt. Bruce, you are a very bad boy. Oh, it's not that that doesn't end there, folks. Because later on that night, after a nice 
meal and drink discussing about the past with Commissioner Gordon. And not who we think it is, it's Barbara Gordon, who's the commissioner now. Bruce appears before Dick, waking him up, dropping a bloody crowbar, saying that he went to Arkham and killed the Joker. What? Killed the Joker? What is going on? What about the one rule, Bruce? What about the one rule? Well, it doesn't matter because Bruce runs off. Now, while they're trying to find Bruce to figure out what's going on and also have him pay for the crime of killing somebody, a new crime lord has appeared, calling himself the Red Hood. Also doing a scene that was based cartoon movie under the Red Hood where he meets up with a bunch of the drug dealers and tells them that they're working for him now. Including dropping a duffel bag that had the heads of all their lieutenants. With the famous phase, and this took me only two hours. You want to see what I can do in a day? Now, no, make no mistake about it. I'm not I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. With a big gunshot and then disappearing, Dick Grayson now has to bring in the Titans to deal with this situation. Unfortunately, Red Hood is always a step ahead of him, using different gangsters to thwart the plans of the Titans, making a big confrontation between the GCPD and Titans themselves, even though Titans are well-known and liked by the police department. Now, this is also introducing the characters of Tim Drake, Blackfire, who's more into this season than it was in the first season, Barbara Gordon, like I said, folks, and the villains like Scarecrow and Lady Vic. Now, like I said, it's a, if you want to keep up with this, because there's six seasons right now and a seventh season on the way, just go on HBO or HBO Max and go ahead and enjoy it. Characters. Now we're talking about the characters, and uh, we're going to start off with the original characters of the Titans that we all know from like the cartoon series. All except for Cyborg, there's Dick Grayson, a.k.a. the Robin and Nightwing. A little bit of history on him is that he is an orphan who was adopted by Bruce Wayne after the death of his parents, the Flying Graysons, because they did not pay the protection money to Tony Zuko. Because of this, Dick decided he was going to get revenge. Impressing the Batman, he is adopted, and then, re and then Bruce reveals who he his secret identity today, offering him a uh, offering him a good opportunity. Allow me to train you to get your revenge, but in justice. Dick agrees upon it and joins up as the Robin. Throughout this history of his line, he gets into a big brawl with Bruce because he realizes Bruce is all about the mission and not about the people, allowing the sacrifice certain folks just to get the mission accomplished. Dick joins up and creates the Titans. And then later on, his, his Titan, his Robin suit is taken away because Batman yells, it is Batman and Robin, not just Robin. But in the TV series, of course, we know he burns the suit because he is fed up being Robin. Then later on, with the Judas contract in the comic books, he joins, he creates the Nightwing persona with his, looks like a kind of more like a uh, gin, uh, circus outfit before it becomes a really cool outfit that we all know and love. Uh, and naming himself Nightwing based off of a legend that was brought to his attention by Clark Kent, a.k.a. Superman, about two Kryptonian superheroes known as the Nightwing and Flamebird. Now, in the TV series, we know that Nightwing becomes that at the end when he goes and tries to get a new suit. Now, where the Nightwing's name comes from is a different, is unknown. Now, he has the skills of being a great detective, multi-martial arts capabilities, masteries in, art, in all types of weaponries, including marksmanship. He's an expert escape artist, and he's a very good teacher. Now, Dix has a variety of gadgets as Robin and Nightwing. 
with Rob, with mainly with the balls that you he has a throwing uh, projectiles in Robin. It's an Arshurinkin with Nightwing. It's the Wingdings, which is a battering shaped as his Nightwing logo. He has smoke pallets. He has flashbangs. He has a grapple line. The Bat Claw, which is basically a attachment that goes to the grapple line that allows to grab an enemy and bring it towards them, like Scorpion. Then he also has the only difference is he has as Robin a retractable and extendable bow staff, and as Nightwing, he has his two Espa sticks with tasers on the tip. These are really good gadgets and very good. I love the fact that they keep his gadgets more constant, but also in a minimal. Too much gadgets means there's too much going on. I found that out the hard way with my comic book characters. Our next character we're going to go with is the same character that just was introduced right away, Rachel Roth, aka the Raven. In the comic book, she is the daughter of Trigon and a human mother. The human mother is so afraid of Trigon because he is the ideology of Satan in the eye of it, that she is brought by a cult called the Azeroth. Brought to a planet that allowed Rachel to able to control and manipulate her powers better. To the point where she got so interested in her father that when she released him, he destroyed that planet, making her run away to Earth. Now, in the cop in the TV series, we know that Rachel does not know anything about her history or past. She thinks she's possessed most of the time because she every time she looks in the mirror, a darker version of herself is tempting her to go to her dark impulses. With the death of her mother, she is thrown in jail because they think she's the killer. Finding out she's not, Dick decides to help her find the truth. Now, Rachel's a does the costume unfortunately has not been revealed? We're hoping season three it does, but her powers are unique. It is as close as possible to the comic books. She has some mystic capabilities because of her father and also was trained on the planet of Azeroth. Then she also has the ability of many psionic abilities like telekinesis and telepathic capabilities. She also has empathy, empath, which allows her to. Feel the emotions of others. She also has the ability to manipulate darkness, known as Herba Kinesis. That matches up because of her ability to create a shadow bird. And in the weird part of the TV series, they make shadows look like a liquidy ooze. <laughs> Don't want to be touched by that. Our next character that was brought in the story right away was Coriander Starfire. Now, a lot of fans hate this character, but... I want to remind people that uh, don't forget, this is a TV series. This is not a movie, so they can't use all the money on everything they want. TV series have a long episode list, which means they have to extend their money out to that distance. So they're going to have to make loopholes with characters. Now, instead of CGIing her skin and making her orange, they made her African-American. I am up. I'm okay with this. This is good. They made her air the same color as her alien counterpart in the comic books, a pink. Her eyes do turn green, which is nice, but her powers are more fire-based than Starbolt. I can live with that. Now, in the history of it in the comic books, Corey's sister, Blackfire, takes over her home and basically sells her as a slave. She escapes and meets up with the Titans, who rescues her, and in order for her to understand their language, she kisses Dick Grayson, which is where he gets her his first, well, his second crush on very dangerous women. Now, in the TV series, she's already a soldier, and she works for her planet to stop Trigon. In order to do this, she is 
told that she has to kill Raven. She loses her memory's encounter with one of the cult members where she thinks she's now as truly an escort. But because she starts getting flashbacks of her memories, she is literally going back and forth trying to figure out what it is. Meeting up with Rachel, saving Rachel instead of killing her, and uh, basically decides instead of killing her when she realizes what she's supposed to do, she helps her out. Corey's powers in DC Comics is she has the ability of Starbolts. The ability to use her emotions to allow her to fire en uh, star energy-based bolts or blasts through her body, allowing also to fly. Now, in the TV series, she has the power of fire. Huh. A little bit difference, but okay, we can live with it. Now we'll go to Gar Logan. <laughs> Not Garfield Logan, by the way, folks. It's Gar Logan, his name is, a.k.a. Beast Boy. Now, in the comic books, he is the youngest member of the Doom Patrol, which is nice because it's just like the TV series where he was saved by the professor or the doctor because he had a disease that was turning his skin green. After he was injected with a serum, he found out his body can cellular change it to any beast or animal that's unknown into that planet. And by planet, I mean, yes, planet. He can go to a different planet or a different realm or dimension and can become the beast of those dimensions. Now, unfortunately, in the TV series, he's only able to transform into a tiger at the moment. But at the end of season one, he does, be, or near the beginning of season two, he turns into a snake. But what's nice is in season three, they realize he has that capability. So they have him watching the animal channel most of the time to figure out how to transform. Now, they did not give him his green skin like everyone, like, they should, and his costume is basically the same with a with more of a biker coat instead of a one-piece suit. Only difference is in the comic books, they found a way to where the suit actually morphs with him, where in the TV series he doesn't, so he he's usually naked by the time he goes back to his human form. Now we're going to talk about Hawk and Dove. Hawk is Hank Hall, and Dove is Don Ganger, Granger. I never can never pronounce her last name right. It's it's basically Ranger with a G in front of it. I don't, I don't know. But interesting fact enough, Dove is not the first Dove. She's the second Dove. The first Dove was Dan, Don Hall, Hank's brother. Now, the story and history of that is they're both embodiments of Warren Pius. When one dies, they reincarnate into another being to take over the mantle as Hawk or Dove. Now, in the TV series, they're just, it starts out as a bunch of ragtag young boys, Hank and Don Hall, who decides to become superheroes by watching Batman and Robin. They YouTube themselves while they're fighting criminals, basically molesters, steal thieves, things like that. After a first day victory, the brothers are at a coffee shop at the same time where Don and her mother is. Sad news is Don and the mother is killed by a drunk driver. So angry by this, Don decides to find Hank to, to exact their revenge. They find the drunk driver, and basically, while the door is closing, Hank is beating the crap out of the guy, where they become the new Hawk and Dove. Now, they originally, in the comic books, they have powers of superhuman strength, flight, super speed, things like that. Well, instead of being the embodiments of War and Peace, their attitudes are more War and Peace, where Hank is more aggressive and angry, and Dove is more caring and loving. Now, they don't have any real gadgets. They have some really cool suits, except I do not really care for Hawks' chest part. And they don't have any gadgets, which makes me want to cry because if they're not going to have powers, they should have gadgets. 
Plus, they were part of the original Titan, and they were funded by Bruce Wayne. So why did not they not have gadgets? But I do enjoy their masks and their capes because they were perfectly matched up to the comic book counterparts. Now we're going to go with the other superheroes that join up, like in Season 2, they were the old Titans. Now, since I'm a big Batman fan, I'm starting off with Jason Todd, the Robin, number two. Where, he is, where the story starts out in the comic books, which is also more connected to the TV series as well, where he is met by Batman after stealing the tires from the Batmobile. <laughs> that's that's some balls for a kid, I'll tell you that. Just put him on blocks and take away. It's, uh, <laughs> Batman sees potential, so he recruits him into his fold as the new Robin and trains him. Unfortunately, due to the fact that Jason Hat is more street kids and seen a lot of bad things happen while he was a kid, he is more towards uh, beating the, the villains to basically death than he is to just scaring the crap out of them, which is a lot of confrontation between him and Batman. Now, in the TV series, the history is the same, but Jason is so angry that when Batman's away, Robin number two is darker and more brutal in his combat. Unfortunately, this also causes a bigger problem where he, when he does have the issue of getting so much fear in him and is now so messed up that he will freeze while in combat because he keeps seeing the vision of him falling down the, the building to his death, that Bruce had to sideline him. Anger about this, Jason Ta uh, decided to meet up with Scarecrow, who's in prison, and asks how to reverse it. Asks the chemical compound on the fear toxin, because he's going to reverse engineer it to allow him to get rid of his fear, which causes the death of him. Our next uh, Robin suit is basically like the first Robin suit. It's very sleeker. It's 2.0, because new Robin needed a 2.0 upgrade. He also has the both staff that extends and retracts the smoke pallets, the Archerikans. You don't get to see it much because he pretty much just fights with his fists. That's pretty much what Jason does a lot. And because of this, uh, Jason's also just like Dick with the training of Bruce. He is a warrior with multiple skills of martial arts, great marksmanship, a great escape artist. The only difference was where Tim, where Jason was more on gymnastics and acrobatics, where he could do aerial combat. Jason is just like Bruce and staying more towards the ground. So he's more towards Aikido and Muay Thai fighting. Now, our next uh, our next character is Donna Troy, a.k.a. Wonder Girl. Now, in the comic books, Donna Troy was created to be a companion to Diana Prince. She doesn't age as fast as Diana did when she became an adult and then became Wonder Girl. Now, in the TV series, she is actually a normal human being who ends up on the shores of Themyscira with her father who dies after giving her to Hippolyta, asking her, asking her to save her. Now, by bestowing the powers of the Amazons to Diana Troy, Diana then is trained by Wonder Woman to become the new Wonder Girl. During that, the Justice League has been formed. So, Bruce and and Diana were more closer as friends with Clark. So Donna Troy was close friends with Dick Grayson, replacing Wally West because they don't have him. More on that ranting later. Now Donna Troy has a sleek little red outfit that with the Wonder Woman sign on the chest side with the stars down the side and has the lasso of truth. She does not have a sword and shield, unfortunately, like all Amazon should have. She doesn't even have a tiara like Wonder Woman does. But she does have the bracers that allows her to reflect bullets. Unfortunately, Donna does 
die. She has the Amazonian capabilities of all Amazon super strength, super speed. We're hoping in season three she does come back and also wears the iconic starry cosmic outfit with the silver in it instead of the gold and has a instead of a gold lasso a silver lasso here's hoping folks our next character who was not mentioned much in it as part of the old titan crew was garth aka aqualad in the comic books we all know him as tempest now he is an atlantean who joins up with aquaman to be his sidekick because aquaman is the king of atlantis and he starts training warriors now Eventually, Garth becomes Tempest and sends off his Aqualad name to a new kid named Kaldar, which is not actually in the comic books. They just changed that a little bit in the Rebirth series. But his real name is Jackson. Now, in the TV series, there's not much information about him besides he is the same thing like in the comic book. He is the he is the sidekick of Aquaman, and he joins the Titans. He has a thing for Donna Troy and a one-night stand with her, but dies by Deathstroke. Now, Garth's capability is aqua is hydrokinesis, the ability to manipulate water. Now, interesting enough, they always say Atlantean has Atlantean magic, which is not true. What they do is they infect themselves with orichalcum, which allows them to manipulate water or manipulate the thermal atmosphere around them and also like i said because they can manipulate water they can make water constructs of or freeze water into ice making them have also cryokinesis garth when he was tempest in the comic books had the capability of not just controlling the cold water aspect but he also had the capability of controlling electrokinesis and thermokinesis of heat allowing him to do also typhoons cool now, like I said, there's not uh, his outfit is is more related is uh, is more related to the Aqualad outfit where it's orange with the Aquaman symbol on the belt and black on the bottom. As Tempest, it's a mixture between the uh, black and blue swirling around like it's a typhoon in his on his suit. Really cool. Now our next character is Connor Kent. Even though his last name isn't Kent in here, it's Superboy. Yeah. In the comic book and TV series, it's actually the same. Connor is a half breed of a Kryptonian DNA and a human DNA clone. Superboy is Superman and Lex's child. Okay. Connor has the mind of Lex Luthor and the powers of Superman except for flight. It shows that he could fly in the dreams, but I haven't seen him fly in the show. He has ice breath, he has laser eyes, he has super hearing in that, which is not like the comic book counterpart. In the comic book counterpart, he can't do all that. He just has superhuman strength, super speed, and the durability to basically deflect bullets oh and enhance senses he can't shoot lasers or do cold breath but he can blow people away with his breath and can have it does have x-ray vision or micro vision now the superboy's costume is pretty much the same it is a black t-shirt with an s on the chest and jeans and tennis shoes in the comic books it's the same principle except he's wearing cargo pants instead of jeans because he does carry a lot of outfits. And it's usually, it depends on the t-shirt or it becomes a long sleeve short type shirt that he wears. He also wears kind of like biker gloves in some ways and he changes from shoes to combat boots, making him much more superhero-ish. Uh, it also, uh, Connor also does lose the name Superboy because it does go to another character named uh John Kent, which is actually Superman and Lois's kid, going. Unfortunately, in the comic books, he is in love with 
Wonder Girl, and, and in the TV series, he has a crush on Blackfire. Great. All right, our next character then we're going with is actually the children of Destro. First one we're going to talk about is Rose Wilson, a.k.a. the Ravager. Now, Rose has the same capabilities of Slade. She is enhanced through a drug that gives basically is a super soldier serum. In the comic books, I, I don't know much about Rose because I never paid attention to the Ravager because most times I've seen her, she was the bad guy. So I never paid attention much of it. But I know in the TV series, of course, she was a she claims to be abducted by her father and experimented on, including making her get her eye removed and keeping her lock and key. She does escape, joins up with the Titans, and is actually the black sheep or Judas of the team. Now, Rose is a, has mastery over multiple different weapons because she was trained by her father. And her outfit is the classic Deathstroke, but removing the face part of the mask. She holds two swords instead of one. Our next character is Jericho. And Jericho in the series does not have is mostly mentioned and then is only appears in the mind of Deathstroke at the time. Now Jericho is the son of Slade Wilson and when he was young he was kidnapped by Slade's enemies. When Slade tried to save him his throat was cut. He did survive but he became a mute because of it and had to learn to sign language. Now he was he was caught using his abilities by Dick Grayson and then, because at that time, they were trying to use him as bait, they recruited him as part of the Titans crew. Jericho had to make a decision either to join his father's side or the Titans side, and in the last second, saves Dick by getting killed in the process. Now, Jericho has the enhanced capabilities, just like Slade does, because he was born with it, because Slade had the injections of the Super Soldier Serum in him before Jericho was born, or even conceived, is the best way, is easier to put it. Jericho also has a secondary metahuman capability of, within eye contact of another person, he's able to take control of them. He cannot control the way they speak unless they are asleep and he does that, or if they're willing to allow him to talk. Unfortunately, this makes Jericho's body become lifeless because he has to focus on controlling the other person. This also gives him a secondary capability as if his body is destroyed, he can send his spirit or psychic or his psychic mind into another into that body and take over that body. Unfortunately, if the body has a stronger mind than him, they basically lock and key him into a prison like Deathstroke did. Now, Jericho didn't have an outfit in the TV series besides his casual look of your usual teenage boy with the beanie hat. Now, in the comic books, he has some weird, ridiculous look, really. Puffy shoulder arms that go down to the anklet, white pants. <laughs> Not really cool. Now, we'll talk about the two side characters I like in the Titan series so far, which, of course, because I'm a Batman fan, is Bruce Wayne, the Batman. Now, in this isn't the Bruce Wayne we all know and love, folks. It's not a bigger, younger Bruce Wayne. It's an older Bruce Wayne. The years has took the toll on this guy. So much so that he isn't shown in the Batsuit at all. The only time the Batsuit is revealed, which looks like it's the older movie Tim Burton Batman suit, is in Dick Grayson's dream of 
beaten up the Batman. Now, Bruce is smart and intelligent. He doesn't have Alfred anymore because Alfred fast passed away years ago. Bruce can Bruce tries to keep up the fight with Gotham for a long time, including working with the new commissioner. Unfortunately, because Jason has an issue, he benches Jason and sad thing happens. Now, the backstory on Bruce Wayne we all know and love, folks, is the same. His parents were killed by Joe Chill after they went to go see a movie, The Mark of Zorro. With this, he wanted revenge so bad, but he realizes he can't do anything about it as a kid. So later on, he travels around the world for years to learn multiple styles of martial arts, learns how to become an escape artist, and become a better detective, including joining as an agent for some time. Later on, when he comes back to, to Gotham, he tries out his life as a vigilante, Realizing he is not striking fear in the hearts of his enemies, he decides he needs a new look. With a bat crashing into his manor, right into the study hall and flapping around, Bruce realizes, let's put my fear into the hearts of my enemies. And he becomes the Batman. With the nifty gadgets of basically the same things like Dick Grayson the Robin suit has, but batarangs instead of our shrinkings. He doesn't use any weaponries besides his fists. And he also has a few other gadgets along the way because Bruce has the money because he owns Wayne Enterprises. Now, the like I said, the bat suit looked like it was from the Tim Burton Batman, so there wasn't really much to describe about it. Pure black suit, yellow bat symbol, big pointy ears, no movable head. They could have used the Dark Knight suit. It would have been so much nicer, but they didn't. And, uh... There was a different actor who played the Batman in this dream that Dick had, then who played Batman Bruce Wayne. Our secondary character that we are talking about is Barbara Gordon, folks. Yay! They brought it back, girl. Wait, no, she's not back. Uh, oh, come on. All right, she's Commissioner Barbara Gordon, folks. That's right. She took over her father's position after he had a heart attack throughout the years after probably smoking his lungs to death from trying to compete, combat against the Gotham villains and the learn the, the, the hardship of basically being commissioner. Now, Barbara Gordon is in a wheelchair because of Joker. She also is missing a one leg, one is only got one leg, which I'm guessing is also part of being from the Joker. Now, the history of Barbara Gordon in the comic books is she is a the daughter of the commissioner. She sees Batman and Robin rescuing people and saving the day, and she decides she wants to do the same thing, and at first people think she's a Batman. Unfortunately, they accidentally rip the back of the cowl, and hair pops out, and they realize she is a girl. At first, she does not team up with Batman or Dick for a long time until, it was re until they needed to actually team up of some of Batman's worst enemies. After that, Barbara Gordon was actually part of the crew for a long time, including having a major relationship with Dick Grayson. After being shot in the stomach by Joker, which the bullet severed the spinal cord that linked up to her lower part of her leg, Barbara Gordon decided to become a new hero, the Oracle, the computer information and computer hacker for the Bat family. Normally, the Bat girl's persona went to two other individuals later on, which was Cassandra Kane, who later on becomes the orphan, and Stephanie Brown, who was originally spoiler, and Robin. I think she was like Robin number 
four? Yeah, Roman number four. Now, in the TV series, she starts out as a thief, stealing valuable jewels or valuable artifacts from museums in Gotham to keep her father on her toes to basically tell her, hey, boof up the security system. Because Dick has this big crush on her, he joins up with her into stealing a lot of this stuff. Bad Dicky boy. Damn, bad, bad, bad. No woman should be teaching you this kind of things. You're turning into Peter Parker. Unfortunately, with the last time they try to do is try to steal some stuff out of Zio. They meet up with Lady Vic and her boyfriend. While Dick is actually doing a great job at overpowering the boyfriend, Lady Vic actually gets a one-up on Barbara Gordon by cutting her leg, making her fall on the ground, that when she tries to help her boyfriend by killing Dick, she accidentally kills her boyfriend because Dick uses her at, uses him as a body shield. On Later on throughout the story, they explained, which is a spoiler, folks, that she does become the Oracle. She creates a poor program that's actually known as the Oracle. And instead of a little red phone like they do in the Adam West, the big phone like they do in the Adam West, there's a little red cell phone. I love that introduction, that little homage to the old TV series. It made my day. But unfortunately, with Barbara Gordon, there was not. She was trained by Bruce as well later on, and she was trained by her father. She is an expert in multiple styles of martial arts, a good detective because she is the commissioner. There, there, she had to become a cop and a detective before that happened. She also has expert marksmanship, good hand-to-hand combat, like I said, multiple martial arts. And since she's in a wheelchair, she has to be proficient in that kind of style of fighting where she's tied. Interesting enough, she does high, really good espa stick for batons in her wheelchair that she can use to pop out to fight against enemies. She also has herself a Glock 17 because she is a cop. She is an expert hacker and computer technician. So, like I said, she is the Oracle and uh, she did create that program. Our next character in this story is we're going now with the villain of the story. And the villains we're going is to start with season one with Dr. Addison. Now, he's only a character that appeared in the Titan series, including the other one I will be talking about next. And his goal was he was fascinated with Trigon to the point where he was trying to help release him by creating this crazy cult and trying to find Raven. Now, there is not much else information about him because he kills, yeah, he kills himself. Ugh. Not good, not good at all. But he does introduce and bring in the nuclear family. Looks like any other title or stereotypical nuclear family, big happy 1970 look of the family. They're actually brainwashed killers who are injecting themselves with a powerful drug that looks like it's a super soldier serum as well. And the family goes and hunts down and captures Raven, but then also has down to hunt down and defeat the Titans. They are defeated by the Titans. And unfortunately, because they have microchips in their heads, they die. Interesting enough, the first nuclear father was killed by Coriander's at a gas station where she rescues Raven. And then they get nuclear stepdad, which they all die at the motel. Our main big boss in the story is Trigon in season one. Now, Trigon is an extra-dimensional being or demon, depending on how you go with it, because he is always related to the devil with multiple colored eyes. Horns on his head, white hair, looks like an orc for your stereotypical orc, but red-skinned and wearing a toga. He is super powerful. Basically, the only way to defeat him is if someone has his own powers where they can seal him back into his own dimension. Because they already proved this fact with Superman punching him and doing nothing. 
Now, Tricon has the control of the deadly sins. He actually has their embodiment forms as well throughout the comic books where they where the titans do fight these embodiments all the time but in this case trigon puts them all in a dream stance trance that allows them to fulfill one of the seven deadly sins unfortunately trigon is defeated by his daughter which is usually what happens a lot or is defeated by a magician or a mystic hero now Trigon's powers are a more advanced version of Raven's, except for I do not think she he can control darkness. Oh, no, I lied. He does control darkness. I, he does, but not the way Raven does. Now we're going with our season two villains, which was Dr. Arthur Light is a minor villain who is right now angry at other scientists and certain companies for stealing his technology to use for their own gain. So he decides to have revenge. The Titans didn't fear and stop him, and he makes a deal with Slade Wilson to get rid of them. Unfortunately, in season two, he is now the lackey of Slade Wilson because they're deciding to bring, to remind the Titans who, about what happened last time. Dr. Arthur Light does die in the... TV series because he is scared that the Titans are going to win and tries to run off, where Slade Wilson decides to get rid of the loose end. Now, unfortunately, Dr. Light's power is called photokinesis, the capability of absorbing light energy and controlling it and releasing it out as a photonic energy. Now, this power is the opposite of what Raven can do and is ridiculously dangerous. Now, he doesn't, his suit is weird. I mean, it looks almost like the comic book where it's a sleek black outfit with a, with a helmet uh, and the suit absor helps absorb elect and stores uh, photonic energy, but it looks more metal. All right, so and then, then there's Marcy. Lex's right-hand woman. Now, Marcy is always with Lex as a secretary or as a bodyguard. In the, T in the comic books, Marcy has a robotic arm that it can actually transform into a cannon. In the TV series, she's just one, one of the many people who do help masterminding stuff. Otherwise, that there's not much else on her. In uh, season three, we have a few villains right now. Besides the Red Hood, which I'm not going to spoil who it is. And comic book fans, you know who the Red Hood is. But the Red Hood is right now, the leader is the new crime boss that terrorizing Gotham. Basically, he's after the Titans and has a very hate, strong hatred towards them. Especially a jealousy towards Nightwing. Now, Red Hood has a sleek little red helmet that he wears all the time to cover his face. He wears a biker coat with a red hoodie behind it and then has a typical, kind of reminds you of a tactical gear on him. Plus, he wears cargo pants, biker boots. He has a certain style gauntlets that kind of remind you of the Robin gauntlets that has some text on them, like a grenade launcher, and then has two pistols. Now, interesting enough, even in the TV series, the pistols were just pistols. But what I loved is in Arkham Knight, the Red Hood's guns can transform and change into two different styles. Uh, besides being their own pistols, they can combine together to become a basically an MSG, or combine together and to become a sniper rifle. Now, that's the true Batman style. Unfortunately, Red Hood's knowledge is revealed in Episode 5, who he really, well, actually, it's episode four. He's actually revealed who he really is. And then in episode further on, they basically don't really call him the Red Hood anymore. They start calling him by his name. Now, our next villain that I'm talking about is Lady Vic. Now, Lady Vic is just a Titan character. That part of the TV's, that part of the comic book story. Her backstory is, is she encountered Dick Grayson and Barbara Gordon as they were all with her boyfriend is they, while they were in the building, a museum stealing the artifacts. Now, 
while they get into a big fight, it ends it with Lady Vic accidentally killing her own boyfriend or husband. I keep saying boyfriend, but they could have been married with uh, with all to all our knowledge by by Dick using him as a shield. Now she's back in Gotham for revenge against Barbara and Dick because she finds out who they are, and she is teaming up with the so far the knowledge of the main villain of the story, Doctor Crane, the Scarecrow. Now Doctor Crane's history is he is a psychiatrist who is obsessed with fear. So much so that he used to torture his patients at Arkham Asylum to figure out how to, well, basically figure out all these things he can about fear and how to control fear. Enough so that he creates a toxin that integrates fear into a person. Now, Dr. Crane is smart. I mean, super smart. In order for him to actually calm his brain down from all the things he's thinking of, he literally smokes weed. He's a doctor. He can prescribe it for himself. So, hey, it's legal. Unfortunately, because Scarecrow meets up with the Batman and is, is revealed to be doing inhumanity experiments on people, he is fired by Arkham. But because he's so obsessed with Batman now, he dresses up in his most thing he is scared of the scarecrow and starts causing mayhem in Gotham by selling fear toxin as a drug. Batman stops him and eventually he just keeps coming back once in a while to try to bring back fear. Now in the TV series, I don't know much of the backstory. They haven't explained anything about it, but he is right now the illegal. He helps the Gotham police with cases in exchange for marijuana so that he can calm his mind down because he thinks too much. What they didn't know is he's the mastermind who flipped Jason to creating a reverse engineered version of his fear toxin. Making people who basically relieve their fear and go on their impulse to do whatever they want. Like Jason deciding to go encounter Joker against Bruce's demand. Scarecrow is also the reason why Red Hood exists. And like I said, I'm not spoiling who Red Hood is, but you comic book fans know who it is. There's also guest appearance of with pictures showing them, and I'm hoping they do appear in Season 3 as new members of the Titans, or Barbara creates the Birds of Prey. That would be kind of cool too. Where it introduces Tim Drake, aka Robin number 3. Three, aka the Red Robin, aka the Drake. Ugh. Bad name. I know what it means. It's a duck, but still. But uh, Tim Drake is in the story is actually instead of making him Caucasian, he's actually uh, half black, half Asian. Okay, I can live with that. That makes sense. He works at a giant Asian restaurant that his parents own, and uh, unfortunately, the last time we saw him, his parents were shot because someone took that drug. There's Stephanie Brown, aka the Spoiler, aka Robin Number Four, aka Batgirl Number Three. Now, there's nothing going on with her. They haven't shown anything except for a picture. There's also Daxton Chill, who is actually part of the gang We Are Robin, which was created by Alfred to help Bruce out during the time when there was no Robin. Then there's Carrie Kelly, which is great because it is a it, it brings up the comic book story of the Dark Knight Return, where Bruce Wayne returns from being retired after so many years to deal with a chaotic and crazy Gotham as a bigger and older Bruce Wayne. Carrie Kelly was his Robin at that time and then later on becomes Batgirl when Bruce Wayne, after supposedly dying, comes back to life and creates a special organization called the Sons of Batman. Then there is Duke Thomas. Now, Duke Thomas is known as the Signal. Now, folks, this is a character I never knew about until I started rereading the comic book. Never seen him in DC Universe online and never seen him in any of the other shows. I've known of Iron of the Batwing. I know of Orphan, but I've never heard of him. Now, Duke Thomas wears a biker's 
styled armor suit based on Batman with a helmet that has the bat symbol on the as the visor. The suit is actually yellow, black, and white. Interesting enough, and I what I liked about it was he has sickles as weapons. They look like batons or nunchucks at the time, but they have bat wings on each end, basically making them sickle. Confusion. Now we're going to go through my questions and reviews on my viewpoints on these on this series. Now, what I like about it was I enjoyed Dick Grayson having a problem with Bruce and then realizing Bruce isn't the problem. I love the fact Gar is part of Doom Patrol and has his actual history. I also love the fact that when he trans he has to learn to transform. I love the fact that Jason has anger issues and is a punk and has and basically thinks Dick is the older model. I love the fact that they introduced the Titans, the old crew Titans, as basically normal people people that had to team up with one Amazon and one Atlantean. What I did not enjoy, which uh, it was the fact that Starfire was thinking she was an escort, but that was because she was undercover, so that's a minor detail. I did not, uh, what I not liked was that there was no notable villains for Trigon. In season two, we had Dr. Arthur Light or Dr. Light for Destro. We didn't have anybody that, like, Brother Blood wasn't in the help Trigon out. I mean, Brother Blood was linked to Trigon sometime. I mean, uh, unfortunately, I don't think there was, I don't remember any other villains that was actually linked to Trigon, now that I think about it. So, unfortunately, that's another minor issue. But my major one is, there is no Kid Flash. Where is he? He was Dick Grayson's greatest best friend in the world, Wally West. Where are you? The Flash is part of the Justice League. They were part of the originals. If they had him, I had no complaints after that. But they don't. Mainly because Arrowverse or the Flash TV series that's on WB has Kid Flash, a different for the new 52 or rebirth version of kid flash okay i can't then uh, that's sad i mean they could even brought in arsenal but they didn't even have arsenal because arsenal is also in the Arrowverse, even though arrow is over with now which characters did i enjoy now of course i'm a big batman fan so i did enjoy all the batman characters like dick grayson jason todd i'm enjoying barbara gordon and i did enjoy bruce wayne's personality and the way bruce wayne was and i'm also enjoying tim drake these characters are doing such a good job i'm also enjoying the villain scarecrow he is scarecrow it's the best moment of the time now characters i did not enjoy um this is a minor one was Starfire. Now, I enjoyed how they did Starfire. Like I said, it's a TV series. They have a limited amount of money to stretch through multiple different episodes. So they And they do not have a lot of time to do major CGIs on one character. So they have to figure out loopholes. So I did enjoy the fact that they did that. What I did not enjoy was I would have wished they would have made it where she was running away from her sister, like the original comic book, where her where she doesn't understand what's going on. Under Understand the Earth world. I mean, I wouldn't have cared if they would pad it where she was on Earth for a couple of years and uh, she was hiding, and then she uh, she is found by her sister or by one of the members that that or her boyfriend at that time, and said, "Hey, if you want, we will give you amnesty if you kill this chick, kill this person, and then give her the information." That would have made sense, but they didn't do that. They already had her as a soldier. So, like I said, that that was my minor one. Uh, two major ones was the nuclear family. Didn't understand why they brought them. They could have brought in a whole bunch of different other characters. They could have brought in the Fearsome Five, if anything. But they brought in this weird family that was brainwashed and drugged up. Uh, only other character I did not enjoy... Well, it wasn't that I did not enjoy, it just was Aqualand. They didn't have much on him. Unfortunately, that's because he was killed already, but he was a good character too. Favorite scenes? I do love the revealment of Red Hood in Season 3. I, like I said, I'm not spoiling it for you, but there is a revealment of him. I love the fact that Dick, the scene where Dick in Season 2 appears as Nightwing 
Nightwing. I am a big Nightwing fan. He is my number one hero out of my top five. So to see him in a live action series beside fan, fan, fan film creation made my day. I also love the scene where the old Titans were walking down the hallway, the Titans Towers hallway to go and do their superhero work. I also love when they do it later on, the new Titans doing this, the new team of Titans doing the same thing. I also love the first scene where Jason, I love the scene where Jason and, uh, and Dick are going down the elevator and Jason reveals that he got to drive the Batmobile. That made my day too. <laughs> what I did not care for was Bruce killing Joe. That is not Batman, but that was what they had to do to make the story go. I did not care for season two. Um, Like I said, I was sad that uh, Garth wasn't much involved. Uh, I did not care for... Like I said, I didn't care about any of the scenes with the nuclear family, but those are more minor carps. Like, Batman killing Joker was a big one. Now, what I wish was there, like I said, Kid Flash or Arsenal, part of the story, or, and I would have wished the Fierce Five was in there. They were the Titans' greatest adversaries. And, yeah, they didn't have them. So, I'm hoping in the future they do. Here's hoping. Uh, what would I like to change? The OG Titan. Now, not the character, not the lineup. I love the, what they used. What I wished was they would have fixed up Hawk's suit later throughout the story. Made his chest piece more combined because it didn't make sense. I also would have loved it if they gave the, they were, like I said, they were funded by Bruce Wayne. They had all this money they could do to build. They had Titans Tower in San Francisco, which was a penthouse, basically. And they did, they still wore the same gear. They didn't upgrade their gear. Robin had gadgets. Why didn't Hawk and Dove have gadgets? They didn't have powers. Instead, Hawk gets himself beat up all the time and then has to drug himself with painkillers just, just to heal. Dove has her claws and her bladed wings, but what? Why couldn't uh, Hawk have, like, a, a, a grapnel launcher like Scorpion did and basically yell, Get over here! And then bring him towards him, you know? That was in the shape of a bird claw or something like that, you know? Or have, like, where his gloves had electrical taser pieces in them, so when he punches, they uh, they actually tase the enemy. You know, that kind of thing. That would have made sense. I The other thing I would have changed was Bruce Wayne. And don't get me wrong, the actor who plays Bruce Wayne, I love the actor. He did great in Downton Abbey as a uh, kind of a villain character. And I swear I've seen him in other shows, like some Hallmark Channel shows. But he wasn't the Bruce Wayne we all know. I mean, you could have brought in Michael Keaton as Bat as an older Batman. That would have made sense. You could have even brought in Ben Affleck to play Bat because Batman because at that time he would have been the Bat. But in this story, they wanted to where he was aging, so this makes sense. Like I said, they could have done Michael, but I don't think Michael Keaton would have done it. Now, what do I hope to see in the future? Like I said, Speedy Flash, uh, Tim Drake becoming Robin, Spoiler Orphan. Uh, we all know Barbara Gordon was the Oracle at one point. I'm hoping she would return back. Um, I am hoping to see some more villain DC villains from the Batman world. Uh, like I said, you guys can watch this TV series on HBO or HBO Max and enjoy the three, the two full seasons and the six episode three so far with a seven one coming out this Friday. Thank you guys for listening to Comic King Superheroes episode of Titans. Now, if you guys have any suggestions, any comments, any criticism, uh, my email account is superheroes at gmail.com. You guys can go ahead and email me, tell me what you guys think, what you guys enjoy, what you guys hated, and what uh, you guys hope I can do later on in the future. You never know, it might actually happen. Now, you guys can also look, up, look me up on Twitter and Instagram. Just look for the search bar of Comic K Superheroes and you will find me there with a Spider-Man Iron Spider giving you a thumbs up while he's talking to you. That's where I'll be posting my latest news on my podcast, my 
news is on things like uh, superhero related, just like uh, the new trailer from Matrix Resurrection. Mm, interesting to tell you that. Uh, I also will be keeping you guys up to date on my comic book, The Paladin. Now, next episode will be about a video game that is very epic in the year 2004. It was a game that I played on the GameCube with four, four friends, two brothers, one extra friend, and it was awesome. It also brought in a whole series of awesome four-player gaming. I'm talking about X-Men Legends, which is great because X-Men is a big hit for our family. I hope you guys enjoy and have a super day.